After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Joey Calderon, owner of Joseph Calderon, Inc., an interior design and consulting firm. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Joey Calderon. Welcome to our show, Joey. So you are an interior design company? Yes, uh, interior design and project management. Okay, so could you tell us a little bit some of the projects that you folks are currently working on? Sure. Um, right now, I've got, I do two different aspects of the business. One is uh, strictly interior design and project management for clients. And then I also do some smaller uh, development projects, spec like speculative development. Um, right now, I'm doing, um, I'm planning a home up in Wailanui Ridge, and I have uh, two condos on Diamond Head that I'm planning to uh, renovate currently. Uh, and then other projects that I have with clients are some other condominiums locally in town, um, some in one waterfront. Um, I recently did the O Lounge, a popular nightclub on Kapiolani, and um, I did a home on Kahala Ave last year, which I sold. That was one of my uh, development projects. And uh, and then I do a lot of, you know, as decorating and, and design for some smaller projects as well. So uh, I range from doing smaller to very large-scale projects. How many people are in your company? Right now, it's just myself. And then if I need uh, project managers or any type of um, employees, I hire them on a consulting, um, you know, as-needed basis. So. And then what about like accounting and, and legal? So you outsource all the Everything. Um, I have, other stuff. I have an accountant that does all of my accounting and, um, and I outsource all of my labor. So. And before you got into this, I guess, projects and interior design, you were in real estate. You worked with Patricia Case? Yes, and I still have my uh, license active with Patricia. But, uh, you know, I have a few listings here and there, but I'm not really an active realtor per se, more on the design and development Okay, so can you take us back into how your career got started and sure. how you ended up starting this business? A lot of people are wondering, you know, how do they start their own <laughs> right. small business, right? Well, um, I came to Hawaii almost five years ago uh, on vacation. I've had a long-standing history with Hawaii since I was uh, four years old. We came here from New Jersey. Uh, I went to Ben Parker School in Kaneohe for a year uh, during kindergarten, and from four to six we lived here. And then over the years, we kept a home in Hawaii, and um, I've been coming here on and off throughout my whole life. So it's not that I just came five years ago and it was just, you know, a random place. So I was here with my family for a month on vacation, and then literally, as I wrote down in, in my bio, it was an hour before the flight, and I said, you know what, I'm, I think I'm just going to stay here. So I crashed with my brother. He was in uh, Ka'ava. And uh, I didn't have a car, so I took the bus into uh, Honolulu to, you know, interview and stuff. And then um, shortly thereafter, I got involved in real estate, uh, got my real estate license, and uh, did was very well with that, was very successful. And then um, in the course of selling real estate, I met this renowned designer from New York City who had just moved here to do several projects for uh, clients from Aspen. What year are, is this that you're talking about? I came in 2001, and then I met him in beginning of 2003, I think, okay. or 2002. 
can't recall the exact date. And then he and I worked together for about two years, and we renovated, um, we did uh, several condominiums on the Gold Coast. We did the lobby at uh, 3056 Kalakawa. We did uh, two more units in there. And then we did, um, again, on the Gold Coast, we took two penthouse units in 3015 Kalakawa, merged them together, and that was featured in Hawaii Home and Remodeling. And then our our sort of biggest project that we did was a uh, project that I actually put together the investors for, which was um, mostly my family, um, bought the home in Kahala. He and I renovated it together, and then I sold it last year. And so, then how did you guys end up getting together and working? It was just, it was so random. It's like, you know, when you just, something clicks, you know, it just seems right. We met each other, and four days later, we were in business. Basically, he had taken on too much work to where he couldn't handle it. And he wasn't really a business person. He was just the creative aspect and uh so he needed someone to sort of tighten the reins and kind of figure out how to run a business uh we did have i think it was five or six employees when he and i were working together because uh because of the workload so so you handled the business side well i handled the business and the creative side as well we we basically we sort of integrated um you know we had like five or six jobs running at the same time so we would both be doing some project management and i would coordinate you know, all of the business end. We had a bookkeeper and an accountant and other people that was doing more of the business end. Um, and then I sort of got more involved in the creative process as we went along. And I ended up actually, uh, we ended up really collaborating sort of 50-50 towards the middle and end of the partnership. So, Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guest is Joey Calderon, owner of Joseph Calderon, Inc., an interior design and consulting firm. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com So how did you know that it was time to end that partnership and then move on to do your own thing? You know, when you're doing these creative type things, and you're dealing with artists, you know, obviously everyone is going to have their own opinion. And we actually remain good friends. Um... But we had a lot of creative differences, uh, at which point, as I started gar- getting more involved in the um, creative aspect of the business, uh, it just didn't quite work out well. So we, we decided to part on friendly terms, and we just went our separate ways. And, um, and then he actually passed away just about six months ago from uh, lung cancer, very heavy smoker. So, so, so this guy was re- world-renowned, you said? I wouldn't say world-renowned, but in New York during the, I would say, the 80s, mid-80s, he was very, very big, Uh, did a lot of restaurants, and um, he actually produced a play off-Broadway that was um, produced by Valerie Harper uh, called Neil's Garden, 
and um, he did some some very high profile work, some large penthouses, and so he, he had a very good reputation in New York. So it seems like you guys are kind of similar then. If you yeah. both have an arts passion and this this interior design and development and definitely. so on. Definitely. And, and he actually, I mean, what I am doing now is definitely directly related to what I learned from him. And he was really, I had the benefit of being mentored by him as I was being, you know, in, in a business with him. So it, it worked out really well for me. So being that you had the experience of going into, I guess, your first business adventure with a partner or a friend, um, and then now you're working on your own, what would you say are the benefits of working with a partner the disadvantages, and then also the same working on your own? Well, the benefits of working with a partner is because, with, as with anything, um, the other person might have a skill set that complements yours that you might not have. But as my accountant and lawyer both told me beforehand, partnerships rarely work out. So it was really amazing that we were able to stay friends. But I would say maybe from what I've seen, it seems like, 80% of partnerships don't work out, and 20% are very, very successful. There's always going to be you know, disagreements um, creatively, business-wise, whatever. There's, two people are never going to be on the same wavelength. So that's the, the downside. The positive side is that I learned so much in this partnership that even though it didn't work out, it was actually a success because it's enabled me to do what I'm doing today. And then what would you say are the most important things you learned? Well, basically, you know, I, I'm not a trained interior designer from, from school. I did take some. I studied um, hotel management at Cornell University, and I did study some classes in hotel design, but I don't have a specific degree in interior design. So basically, I learned a lot of different concepts of design and um, architecture, and I, it, I don't think I would be able to be doing the interior design business today without all of the things that I learned from him. So like the so, technical aspects. Yeah, more of the technical aspects, like, you know, um, the different configurations of, of, you know, draperies and colors and types of fabrics and, you know, a lot of terminology that, you know, would have taken me a couple of years of schooling to really learn were things that I learned while on the job with, um, with Jeffrey. So, so be beyond your interior design and consulting, um, you're also involved in the arts, the visual mm -hmm. the performing arts. Um, are you able to share with us what you're doing with that? Sure. Well, um, the most well-known thing that you might have heard of that I have done recently was Miss Saigon at the Army Community Theater, in which I played the engineer, which is the um, lead male role in that. Um, and that was a great time. And I, I've done other shows at Diamond Head Theater. I was in Chicago. Uh, that was the role of Mary Sunshine, which I uh, received a Polk Kella Award for, which is sort of like the local version of the Tonys. Um, and then uh, I've also done some work at Minot Valley Theater. And as we'll find out, I'm on, also on their board of directors. Um, and then currently, uh, I'm not doing any shows in any theaters right now, but I do have two CD projects in the works. One is on a Japanese record label, uh, coming up. I'm you sing in Japanese? No, no. It's actually, um, I'm singing classical music and it's going to be remixed to, uh, like dance and techno beats. So it's kind of cool. I'm actually flying to Tokyo on March 22nd to record. And then I have something in the works here in Hawaii, uh, with some Hawaiian music, but, it's sort of kind of secret right now, so I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about it. But it is in rehearsals right now. Actually, this morning was um, was our second rehearsal. So, so how are you managing your time? <laughs> Earlier today, I was telling a friend of mine. I said, you know what? I think I'm on the verge of a breakdown because it's it's. I'm doing so many different things that it's like dizzying. You know, I've got this business proposal. I've got. I'm trying to put this deal together. I'm trying to do a CD. I'm trying to 
go here, go there, paint. If I were doing it all, if I were focusing all of my energies in one area, I think it'd be, I'd be a little more coherent. But, um, but that's not the artistic way, though, No, right? exactly. So, but, you know, I think if I were doing one thing, I think I'd get bored. I just, I like to keep things interesting, and I love not having a nine-to-five job uh, where I can, you know, I can make my own schedule and my own time. And um, so I think that's how I keep it all together, just because I love everything that I do. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna get packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Joey Calderon, owner of Joseph Calderon, Inc., an interior design and consulting firm. What I'm wondering is how are you learning and mastering the business side of things and then still maintaining the artistic side of things? Because that's using two totally different parts of your brain. That's a very good question. I think I have a really good role model in my father, who is a great businessman who came to America um, when he was 20 with little or no education and made a great success of himself. And I think that I've sort of uh, utilized his experience and taken what he's done and learned from his success. And What, what does he do? Um, well, he's retired, but he actually owned um, hair salons, a chain of hair salons in on the East Coast, uh, small, regional, but then did a lot of you know real estate development and um, different real estate-related investments. So he was just always real smart with, with what he did. And then he's artistic also? I think I think in a way he's artistic. I don't think he does anything specific. Like he doesn't sing or he doesn't paint, but he's an artistic kind of a person. He's very creative. Actually, architecturally, he's designed a lot of homes um, in New Jersey that he's built and uh, for our family or for projects that he's doing. And he really has a brilliant eye for um, for design and architecture. So I mean, I grew up around you know this kind of thing. I mean, ever since I was five years old, I can remember being on job sites and um, you know being with my dad while he was building different projects. So. Are you able to share with us any of the lessons that he taught you that you were able to apply to your business? Well, one lesson that I should be applying more of that I'm not at the <laughs> is um, he's my father is really good with like cost controls and um, you know really understands how to tighten the reins on on how to make projects more successful and more profitable. Um, and I think sometimes. I that's probably one of the areas that I could work on is to um, is cost control. So I, I, you know, I think that's something that I've gotten much better at in the process of doing these projects and learning more about them is um, is how to make them more profitable. So because if you look at both sides, you take the artistic side and the artistic side probably tells you, I want to do this grand. Exactly. I'm going to add this. Oh, this is going to look super nice. And then by the time you get the price tag on that, it's like, whoo, way out there. Well, what happened? And then you got to keep it in balance, right? Totally. And and what happened with the house in Kahala actually is it was a very successful moneymaker, 
probably not as successful as people might have thought because, and especially working with my you know, ex-business partner at the time, there there was that happy medium of saying, okay, well, we've got to do this, but we also have to make this a profitable project. And we sort of, I think, went a little overboard with, with what we built out. Um, but again, that doing that project was such a great learning experience and training ground for, you know, future things that I'm going to do because now I know how to maximize the visual aesthetic with the cost benefit. So... Right, so make it look as good as it can without right. killing you. Exactly. So you're able to share with us about your community board organizations that you're involved in and a little bit more about them. Sure. Um, well, I think the organization that I'm most involved in is the one that I serve on their board of directors is the Manoa Valley Theater, um, which is a um, smaller uh, community theater located obviously in Manoa with 150 seats. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful, it's like a very family-oriented organization. And they put on very high-quality productions. And, you know, I just enjoy uh, being a part of the theatrical community. So it, w- it allowed me to play a greater role in Hawaii's theatrical community by um, being on their board and, you know, being a part of the decision-making process, you know, creatively and business-wise. Because, again, there's a perfect example of an organization where, you know, we have budgets and finances that we need to uh, keep on with and um and then it's also a very creative thing as well so and how did you get involved in the board actually i was doing a i was doing a show and um we have these things called parents and parents are board members who come to the productions and kind of mingle with the actors and bring them food and there was a a guy named scott higashi who ended up becoming a good friend of mine who got me involved in uh their board so he asked me if i wanted to be nominated and i said sure and and then a couple months later, there I was. So what is it that draws you to wanting to do community service type things? Because a lot of people you know, that are younger, well, a lot of people that are younger want to do it, but a lot of younger people also say they don't have time. Well, I think that for me, I was always raised with uh, the notion that if the you know, if you're taking from a community in, in some way, meaning like if, if you're doing business in a community, that you also need to do do back for the community to give back to the community, and the way that, that your, I like your parents or what's that from? Yeah, from my parents. Uh, they you know sponsored a lot of arts productions um, and uh, you know some an, an operatic um, concert at Carnegie Hall that you know they helped put on and some uh, operas in Central Park. They were sponsors of that and and different you know artistic organizations back east. So I said to myself. Okay, which organizations do I want to get involved with? And I know that I have a passion for theater and for art. So I don't want to, I don't want to support something that I don't have a passion for. So for me, there's an added personal element to it, especially because I am an artist and, um, you know, a singer actor. So thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune nights, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptune.
For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Joey Calderon, owner of Joseph Calderon Inc., an interior design and consulting firm. Giving back to the community has become a major emphasis in Joey's life. He's a tireless supporter of the arts in Hawaii and serves on several arts and theater boards. Joey was recently honored by the Hugs Organization for the time and resources he has contributed for the various events and organizations he has been involved in. In all of these uh, nonprofit organizations that you're involved with, how are you managing your time between that and, and your business? At one point, I found myself getting too involved and too lost in some of these organizations. Um, and I did have to pull back because my business started to suffer as a result of it. Because, you know, when you do have a passion for something and someone asks you, oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do this? And sometimes I have a problem saying no. So I got over involved and then I kind of took a step back and, and started saying, well, no, I can't really do this now because of my travel schedule or because, you know, I'm too busy. So I think I've, in the last six months to a year, started to uh, maintain more of a balance between business and the philanthropic work. So... Are you finding that by doing the philanthropic work, you gain business or it helps your business? Um, no, I, I, I don't think it has, to, uh, to be honest with you. I, I just do it because it's what I really have a passion for doing. But I'm sure that it could in some way or maybe indirectly without me knowing it has. But to my knowledge, it hasn't really increased my business. So. And then how are you choosing which organizations to be involved with? Because I, I see the theaters and they make sense, but then... The other organization in here, Hugs. You know what is that about? Oh, that was um, it was an organization. I actually haven't time wise haven't done a lot of um, volunteer work with them. And although I'd like to get more involved, it was just um, I think it was just financial you know contributions that uh, last year they honored me at their fundraising event, which was highly unexpected, but um, very very uh, nice and welcomed. And uh, it's a wonderful organization. Basically, they help children who are terminally ill or seriously ill by plane tickets to the mainland for to visit family or to to go to different hospitals. So it's it's really a heartwarming and touching organization. You are also telling us about your involvement with the Contemporary Museum. Could you tell us about your involvement in that and sure. things that you're working on? I have served on the Contempo, which is the annual. A fundraising event for the Contemporary Museum, which is held at Neiman Marcus. I serve on their uh, executive committee, and this year I'm in charge of the, it's called the Emerging Collectors portion, which is the sort of hip, young, lounge part after the dinner. And I, you know, I do a lot of different, I was also a docent in training uh, at the Contemporary Museum, and I did it for about five months, and then I had to drop out of the docent class because of my work What does schedule. that mean, docent? Docent is basically uh, the the word in Latin comes from the word docere, which means uh, to teach. It's almost like 
teaching and imparting your knowledge of art to the people that come through the museum. It's they're basically, for lack of a better term, tour guides, but um, they have more of a fundamental understanding of the exhibitions and the artists, and they kind of impart their knowledge to the people who are coming through. So, Contempo, explain to us the fundraiser for people who have never been there. Oh, sure. Basically, uh, it's it's a very highly successful annual event at Neiman Marcus in which there is a uh, silent auction of uh, museum-quality contemporary art from around the United States, and also there's a, a section of local artists, and I actually serve on the local art acquisition committee as well to choose the pieces that are going into the auction. And the money that's raised obviously supports the museum, and the point of it is to expand awareness of contemporary art and to give collecting opportunities to people locally who wouldn't otherwise be exposed to the artists of, uh, of that caliber that are being presented in the auction. So basically saying that it's super expensive art. Basically. <laughs> it is really expensive, it is. I mean, we, but it's nice. We've been there and I, I saw a bench that had like a dog on it and it was 200 grand. Yeah. Yeah. With contemporary it's, art, it's is, art, you know, can be anything really. So, mm-hmm. and then what type of person goes to this event? People from from all different walks of life. Art, there are artists that go. Um, very successful business people, obviously, are the ones that are buying the you know super expensive tables, and um, you know other business people throughout the community, collectors of art, their guests. Um, it's a there's a lot of different types of people that will come to this event, and in my opinion, and I go to a lot of you know these fundraising events. It's it's really um, one of the most wonderful and fun events of the year. Okay. And for those that are unfamiliar with the Contemporary Museum, could you just tell us briefly the difference between the Contemporary Museum and the Academy of Arts? Sure. Um, contemporary art is just, is um, defined as art that's post nineteen forty, and it's basically means any type of art that is. I mean, it can be really anything. It can be abstract. It can be representational it can it really has no boundaries no limits um the academy of art specializes more i think on um pre-contemporary art so but i think they also have some exhibitions like the artists of hawaii where there is contemporary art being displayed but they're more like old masters um type of art so and then for people who are interested in going to this contempo event how do they get more information um you can call the museum which I believe their number is 5261322. That's off the top of my head, so um, I'm assuming that's right. Is there a website? Yeah, www.tcmhi.org. Okay. And you can find out more information. And for those who would like to come to the Contempo event but maybe weren't invited by someone or, or don't have the means to you know pay $500 or up for a ticket, um, can come to the Sea Lounge, which is the uh, emerging collector's portion, which is uh, directly following the dinner. It's $125 per person, and that includes open bar, some poopoos, and access to the auction. And um, it's a really, really great time. There's a live band, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.